Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. We are here on day number 132, taking a look at Exodus 35, as we're going to be transitioning now from God giving directions about the construction of the tabernacle to Moses to the actual construction of the tabernacle beginning. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for your word, for your love for us, for the tabernacle that you gave to Moses to the give to the people of Israel. It's a picture of who you are and how we are to approach you and of your son, our savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, and of the gospel of salvation. We pray that you would teach us through your word today and write it on our hearts. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Exodus chapter 35. Moses assembled all the congregation of the people of Israel and said to them, These are the things that the Lord has commanded you to do. Six days work shall be done, but on the seventh day you shall have a Sabbath of solemn rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on it shall be put to death. You shall kindle no fire at all in your dwelling places on the Sabbath day. Moses said to all the congregation of the people of Israel, This is the thing that the Lord has commanded. Take from among you a contribution to the Lord. Whoever is of a generous heart, let him bring the Lord's contribution, gold, silver, and bronze, blue and purple and scarlet yarns, and fine twined linen, goat's hair, tanned ram's skins, and goat skins, acacia wood, oil for the light, spices for the anointing oil, and for the fragrant incense, and onyx stones and stones for setting, for the ephod and for the breastpiece. Let every skilled craftsman among you come and make all that the Lord has commanded, the tabernacle, its tent and its covering, its hooks and its frames, its bars, its pillars and its bases, the ark with its poles, the mercy seat and the veil of the screen, the table with its poles and all its utensils, and the bread of the presence, the lampstand also for the light with its utensils and lamps, and the oil for the light, and the altar of incense with its poles, with, and the anointing oil and the fragrant incense, and the screen for the door at the door of the tabernacle, the altar of burnt offering with its grating of bronze, its poles, and all its utensils, the basin and its stand, the hangings of the court, its pillars and its bases, and the screen for the gate of the court, the pegs of the tabernacle, and the pegs of the court and their cords, the finely worked garments for ministering in the holy place, the holy garments for Aaron the priest, and the garments for his sons for their service as priests. Then all the congregation of the people of Israel departed from the presence of Moses, and they came, every one whose heart stirred him, and every one whose spirit moved him, and brought the Lord's contribution to be used for the tent of meeting and for all its service and for the holy garments. So they came, both men and women, all who were of a willing heart, brought brooches and earrings and signet rings and armlets, all sorts of gold objects, every man dedicating an offering of gold to the Lord. And everyone who possessed blue or purple or scarlet yarns or fine linen or goat's hair or tanned ram's skins or goat skins brought them. Everyone who could make a contribution of silver or bronze brought it as the Lord's contribution. And everyone who possessed acacia wood of any use in the work brought it. 
and every skillful woman spun with her hands, and they all brought what they had spun in blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twined linen. All the women whose hearts stirred them to use their skill spun the goat's hair. And the leaders brought onyx stones and stones to be set for the ephod and for the breastpiece, and spices and oil for the light and for the anointing oil and for the fragrant incense. All the men and women, the people of Israel, whose heart moved them to bring anything for the work that the Lord had commanded by Moses to be brought, to be done, brought it as a free will offering to the Lord. Then Moses said to the people of Israel, See, the Lord has called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and he has filled him with the spirit of God, with skill, with intelligence, with knowledge, and with all craftsmanship to devise artistic designs, to work in gold and silver and bronze, in cutting stones for setting and in carving wood, for work in every skilled craft, and he has inspired him to teach, both him and Aholiab, the son of Ahisamach of the tribe of Dan. He has filled them with skill to do every sort of work done by an engraver or by a designer or by an embroiderer in blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twined linen or by a weaver, by any sort of workman and skillful designer, skilled designer. That's Exodus chapter 35 in the English Standard Version. So <clears throat> what do we see in this passage? Well, first we see Moses reminding the people of the Sabbath. The Sabbath is a principle which sadly has been largely ignored by recent generations of Christians. Really for the first time in the history of God's people, there's just been a complete dismissing of the whole idea that there would be any kind of Sabbath, any kind of one day in seven. Now, we, you know, most Christians, this is a sad, sad fact, but in America right now, most professing evangelical Christians are not attached to any church in particular. They're not a member of any church. They're not a regular attender of any church. So they don't even do like the bare minimum that you would think where you get up on Sunday morning and you go to church and you worship together with God's people in that way, keeping one day out of seven as set apart and holy as a day to gather for worship. But God gave his people from the beginning, from the beginning, one day in seven would be the idea of worship and rest, that you would gather with God's people to worship God and that you would rest from all of your labors. And it was such a serious matter under the Mosaic law that there was a death penalty for it. Now, we, of course, would not carry out a death penalty today, but if you look at the things that God gave death penalties for in the Old Testament, all of them are things that are abhorrent to God, idolatry and witchcraft and child sacrifice and adultery, these things that are really, really bad. Now, there was also, you have to understand under the Old Testament law, there was a way that people could ransom, be ransomed from the death penalty. So just because you did work on the Sabbath doesn't mean you were absolutely going to be put to death. Rather, the way that the justice system worked, they didn't have jails full of millions of people where they were kept for decades on end like we do in America that's really a failed system that doesn't work very well um, instead what they would do is they would say your your offense deserves death you've broken the Sabbath that deserves death and then you or your family would have to pay the ransom price to deliver you from the sentence of death and this had an important communication that is sin 
deserves death. All sin deserves death, but God didn't do this for all sin. It was for the, the really big serious stuff. You would be under a sentence of death. And then if you could ransom or be ransomed, you were delivered from death. And this is a picture of the gospel that all of us have sinned and are under a sentence of death, but God pays the ransom price for us to deliver us out of death and bring us into life instead. We've all broken the Sabbath. We've all blasphemed God in our hearts. We've all worshiped idols. We've all done things that we know are abhorrent to God and we deserve death for them. But the ransom price has been paid by Jesus who delivered us out of death. But the principle here remains that the Sabbath is important and that breaking it is wrong. Now from creation until the resurrection of Christ, it was the seventh day Sabbath because it looked back on creation. God created the heavens and the earth in six days and on the seventh day he rested. But since the resurrection of Christ until his coming again, it's a first day of the week Sabbath, Sunday. It is the day of resurrection because we're celebrating that Christ has overcome and we're looking ahead. We're not looking back at the finished work of the first creation. We're looking ahead to anticipate the coming of the new creation. But it is still a Sabbath. It is still a day for worship and rest. And when we neglect it, we neglect it to our own hurt because the Sabbath was given to man as a blessing and a gift to say, you are human. You are a creature, you are limited, you need rest, and you were made to worship, you need to worship. And so it's very important that we keep one day in seven as a day to worship and to rest. And we gather on the Lord's Day because we celebrate Christ's victor victorious resurrection over death every Sunday when we gather. The second thing we see, which takes the bulk of this chapter, is the bringing of the contributions and then the appointing of Bezalel and Aholiab over the work of the tabernacle. And this is an important principle for us because we see that everyone who had the ability to contribute, contributed in whatever way they were able to contribute. So there were lots of different contributions that were made, needed. They needed a lot of gold and silver and bronze. They also needed twined linen and spun out goat's hair. They also needed tanned ram skins and goat skins. They needed acacia wood. They needed oil. They needed spices. There were lots of things that were needed for the tabernacle to function properly, to be as God designed it to be. This is a picture for us of the church in this chapter. The church needs lots of things to be contributed and lots of gifts to be exercised for the church to function properly. We need people to set things up and you know, lead the music and play the music and, and, and usher people and greet people and serve the Lord's Supper and preach the word and teach the word and provide hospitality and meet the needs of others and to pray. Like there's, there's a lot that needs to go into the church being the church. And every single member of the church has a part to play in that, has a gift they can bring. Some gifts are different than others. God has gifted pastors to preach the word, but the church isn't all about the pastor any more than the tabernacle was all about Bezalel because he was named to be supervising the tabernacle or that Israel was all about Moses because he was called to speak the word of God or about Aaron because he was actually the mouthpiece for Moses. So it's not about any man or any group of men. It's about God, about his glory, and he brings people together. So Here's a couple of principles we need to draw from this. First, every Christian 
should be a member of a local church where you gather with God's people to worship and rest in Christ and where you contribute to the building up of the kingdom of God on earth. Every professing Christian should be a member of a local church and should contribute to that local church in the building of God's kingdom on earth. And second, everyone who's in a church should be looking for ways to say, how has God blessed me? How has God gifted me? How can I use that in service to the church? And if you don't know, talk to the leaders of the church. Come talk to the elders or the deacons and say, I want to get more involved. I want to contribute more. And so how, what gifts do you have? How can you serve? But it's all about serving. You see, people were coming and they were giving. And they were giving as they were able. Some of the leaders had precious stones to give. Some of the women were, were spinning out blue and purple and scarlet yarns. Everybody who had any gold gave some amount of gold. Some gave a little bit. Some gave more. Other people gave silver or bronze. There was a part for everyone to play within the kingdom of God, which is the body of Christ. Say, the tabernacle is a picture of Christ. Yes, it is. It's also a picture of the church because the church is the body of Christ on earth. So in the tabernacle, we get beautiful pictures of Christ, which we've seen already, and we'll see more in coming uh, days and weeks. But we also have a picture of the Christ, of the church, which is the body of Christ, of which he is the head and is his kingdom on earth. Let's pray. Father, help us to be committed to your call to Sabbath rest and worship and to contribute to your church, which is your kingdom of God on earth, the body of Christ, of which we are called to be members and contributing members. Help us, Father, to contribute and to do what you've called us to do with how you've gifted us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining me for day 132, Exodus 35. Tomorrow we'll continue right on with Exodus 36. Have a blessed day in the Lord. Mm-hmm.